0: Welcome back, everyone, to 1001 Stories for the Road. This is your host, John Hagedorn. And today, chapters 10 through 12, from the Mark of Zorro. And now, chapter 10, A Hint at Jealousy. Within the space of half an hour, Captain Ramon's wounded shoulder had been cleansed of blood and bandaged, and the captain was sitting at one end of the table, sipping wine and looking very white in the face and tired. "'Doña Catalina and Señorita Lolita had shown much sympathy, "'though the latter could scarcely refrain from smiling "'when she remembered the captain's boast "'regarding what he purposed doing to the highwayman "'and compared it to what had actually happened. "'Don Carlos was outdoing himself to make the captain feel at home "'since it was well to seek influence with the army, "'and already had urged upon the officer "'that he remain at the hacienda a few days "'until his wounded healed. "'Having looked into the eyes of the Señorita Lolita,' The captain had answered that he would be glad to remain at least for a day, and, despite his wound, was attempting polite and witty conversation, yet failing miserably. Once more there could be heard the drumming of horse's hoofs, and Don Carlos sent a servant to the door to open it, so that the light would shine out, for they supposed that it was one of the soldiers returning. The horseman came nearer, and presently stopped before the house, and the servant hurried out to care for the beast. There passed a moment during which those inside the house heard nothing at all, and then there were steps on the veranda, and Don Diego Vega hurried to the door. "'Ha!' he cried, as if in relief. "'I am rejoiced that you are all alive and well.' "'Don Diego!' the master of the house exclaimed. "'You have ridden out from the Pueblo a second time in one day.' "'No doubt I shall be ill because of it,' Don Diego said. "'Already I am feeling stiff, and my back aches.' yet I felt that I must come. There was an alarm in the Pueblo, and it was noised abroad that the Señor Zorro, the highwayman, had paid a visit to the Hacienda. I saw the soldiers ride furiously in this direction, and fear came into my heart. You understand, Don Carlos, I feel sure. I understand, Caballero, Don Carlos replied, beaming upon him and glancing once at Señorita Lolita. I, er, felt it my duty to make the journey, and now I find that it has been made for naught, "'You all are alive and well. "'How does it happen?' "'Lolita sniffed, but Don Carlos was quick to make reply. "'The fellow was here, but he made his escape "'after running Captain Ramon to the shoulder. "'Ha!' Don Diego said, collapsing into a chair. "'So you have felt his steel, eh, Captain? "'That should feed your desire for vengeance. "'Your soldiers are after the rogue?' "'They are,' the captain replied shortly, "'for he did not like to have it said "'that he had been defeated in combat.' "'and they will continue to be after him "'until he is captured. "'I have a big sergeant, Gonzales. "'I think he is a friend of yours, Don Diego, "'who is eager to make the arrest "'and earn the governor's reward. "'I shall instruct him, when he returns, "'to take his squad and pursue this highwayman "'until he has been dealt with properly. "'Let me express the hope "'that the soldiers will be successful, senor. "'The rogue has annoyed Don Carlos and the ladies, and Don Carlos is my friend. "'I would have all men know it.' Don Carlos beamed, and Dona Catalina smiled bewitchingly, but the Senorita Lolita fought to keep her pretty upper lip from curling with scorn. A mug of your refreshing wine, Don Carlos? Don Diego Vega continued. I am fatigued. Twice today I have ridden here from Reina de los Angeles, and it is about all a man can endure. Just not much of a journey, four miles, said the captain. Possibly not for a rough soldier, Don Diego replied. "'but it is for a caballero.' "'May not a soldier be a caballero?' Ramon asked, nettled somewhat at the other's words. "'It has happened before now, but we come across it rarely,' Don Diego said. He glanced at Lolita as he spoke, intending that she should take notice of his words, for he had seen the manner in which the captain glanced at her, and jealousy was beginning to burn in his heart. "'Do you mean to insinuate, senor, that I am not of good blood?' Captain Ramon asked. "'I cannot reply as to that signor, having seen none of it. "'No doubt the signor Zorro could tell me. "'He saw the color of it, I understand.' "'By the saints!' Captain Ramon cried. "'You would taunt me?' "'Never be taunted by the truth,' Don Diego observed. "'He ran you through the shoulder. "'Tis a mere scratch, I doubt not. "'Should you not be at the Presidio instructing your soldiers?' "'I await their return here,' the captain replied. "'Also, it is a fatiguing journey from here to the Presidio, "'according to your own ideas, senor.' "'But a soldier is inured to hardship, senor.' "'True, there are many pests he must encounter,' the captain said, "'glancing at Don Diego with meaning. "'You term me a pest, senor?' "'Did I say as much?' "'This was perilous ground, and Don Carlos had no mind to let an officer of the army "'and Don Diego Vega have trouble in his hacienda,' for fear he would get into greater difficulties. "'More wine, senors,' he exclaimed in a loud voice, and stepping between their chairs in utter disregard of proper breeding. "'Drink, my captain, for your wound has made you weak, and you, Don Diego, after your wild ride.' "'I doubt its wildness,' Captain Ramon observed. Don Diego accepted the preferred wine mug and turned his back upon the captain. He glanced across at Senorita Lolita and smiled. "'He got up deliberately and picked up his chair "'and carried it across the room to set it down beside her. "'And did the rogue frighten you, senorita?' he asked. "'Suppose he did, senor. "'Would you avenge the matter? "'Would you put Blade at your side and ride abroad until you found him "'and then punish him as he deserves?' "'By the saints, if it were necessary, yes. "'I might do as much. "'But I am able to employ a raft of strong fellows "'who would like nothing better than to run down the rogue. "'Why should I risk my own neck?' Oh! she exclaimed, exasperated. "'Let us not talk further of this bloodthirsty Signor Zorro,' he begged. "'There are other things fit for conversation. "'Have you been thinking, Signorita, on the object of my visit earlier in the day?' "'Signorita Lolita thought of it now. "'She remembered again what the marriage would mean to her parents, and their fortunes, "'and she recalled the highwayman, too, and remembered his dash and spirit, "'and wished that Don Diego would be such a man.' "'and she could not say the word that would make her the betrothed of Don Diego Vega. "'I I have scarcely had time to think of it, Caballero,' she replied. "'I trust you will make up your mind soon?' he said. "'You are so eager?' she replied. "'My father was at me again this afternoon. "'He insists that I should take a wife as soon as possible. "'It is rather a nuisance, of course, but a man must please his father.' "'Dolita bit her lips because of her quick anger.' "'Was ever a girl so courted before?' she wondered. "'I shall make up my mind as soon as possible, senor,' she said finally. "'Does this Captain Ramon remain long at the hacienda?' "'A little hope came into Lolita's breast. "'Could it be possible that Don Diego Vega was jealous? "'If that were true, possibly there might be stuff in the man, after all. "'Perhaps he would awaken, and love and passion come to him, "'and he would be as other young men.' "'My father has asked him to remain until he is able to travel to the Presidio,' she replied. "'He is able to travel now. A mere scratch.' "'You will not return tonight," she asked. "'It probably will make me ill. But I must return. There are certain things that must engage my interest early in the morning. Business is such a nuisance. "'Perhaps my father will offer to send you in the carriage.' "'Ha! Huh, it were kindness if he does.' "'A man may doze a bit in the carriage. "'But if this highwayman should stop you—' "'I need not fear, senorita. "'Have I not wealth? "'Could I not purchase my release? "'You would pay ransom rather than fight him, senor. "'I have lots of money, but only one life, senorita. "'Would I be a wise man to risk having my blood let?' "'It would be the manly part, would it not?' she asked. "'Any male can be manly at times.' "'but it takes a clever man to be sagacious,' he said. "'Don Diego laughed lightly, as if it cost him an effort, "'and bent forward to speak in lower tones. "'On the other side of the room, "'Don Carlos was doing his best to make Captain Ramon comfortable, "'and was glad that he and Don Diego remained apart for the time being. "'Don Carlos,' the captain said, "'I come from a good family, "'and the Governor is friendly toward me, "'as no doubt you have heard. "'I am but twenty-three years of age.' else I would hold a higher office, but my future is assured. I am rejoiced to learn it, senor. I never set eyes upon your daughter until this evening, but she has captivated me, senor. Never have I seen such grace and beauty, such flashing eyes. I ask your permission, senor, to pay my addresses to the Signorita. We'll return with Chapter 11, right after these sponsor messages. And now Chapter 11, Three Suitors. Here was a fix. Don Carlos had no wish to anger Don Diego Vega, or a man who stood high in the governor's regard. And how was he to evade it? If Lolita could not force her heart to accept Don Diego, perhaps she could learn to love Captain Ramon. After Don Diego, he was the best potential son-in-law in the vicinity. "'Your answer, senor?' the captain was asking. "'I trust you will not misunderstand me, senor,' Don Carlos said, in lower tones. I MUST MAKE A SIMPLE EXPLANATION. PROCEED. JUST THIS MORNING DON DIEGO VEGA ASKED ME THE SAME QUESTION. AH! YOU KNOW HIS BLOOD AND HIS FAMILY, Señor. COULD I REFUSE HIM? OF RIGHTS I COULD NOT. BUT I MAY TELL YOU THIS. THE señorita WEDS NO MAN UNLESS IT IS HER WISH. SO DON DIEGO HAS MY PERMISSION TO PAY HIS ADDRESSES. BUT IF HE FAILS TO TOUCH HER HEART... THEN I MAY TRY? THE CAPTAIN ASKED. "'You have my permission, senor. "'Of course, Don Diego has great wealth, "'but you have a dashing way with you, "'and Don Diego, that is, he is rather... "'I understand perfectly, senor,' the captain said, laughing. "'He is not exactly a brave and dashing caballero, "'unless your daughter prefers wealth to a genuine man.' "'My daughter will follow the dictates of her heart, senor,' Don Carlos said proudly. "'Then the affair is between Don Diego Vega "'and myself.' "'So long as you use discretion, Señor, I would have nothing happen "'that would cause enmity between the Vega family "'and mine.' "'Your interests shall be protected, "'Don Carlos,' Captain Ramon "'declared. "'As Don Diego talked, the Señorita "'Lolita observed her father and Captain Ramon "'and guessed what was being said. "'It pleased her, of course, that a dashing "'officer should enter the lists for her hand. "'And yet, She had felt no thrill when first she looked into his eyes. Signor Zorro, now, had thrilled her to the tips of her tiny toes, and merely because he had talked to her and touched the palm of her hand with his lips. If Don Diego Vega were only more like the highwayman. If some man appeared who combined Vega's wealth with the rogue's spirit and dash and courage. There was a sudden tumult outside, and into the room strode the soldiers, Sergeant Gonzalez at their head. They saluted their captain and the big sergeant looked with wonder at his wounded shoulder. "'The rogue escaped us,' Gonzales reported. "'We followed him for a distance of three miles or so, as he made his way into the hills, where we came upon him.' "'Well?' Ramon questioned. "'He has allies.' "'What is this?' "'Fully ten men were waiting for him there, my captain. They set upon us before we were aware of their presence. We fought them well, and three of them we wounded.' "'but they made their escape and took their comrades with them. "'We had not been expecting a band, of course, "'and so rode into their ambush. "'Then we have to contend with a band of them,' Captain Ramon said. "'Sergeant, you will select a score of men in the morning "'and have command over them. "'You will take the trail of this Signor Zorro, "'and you will not stop until he is either captured or slain. "'I will add a quarter's wages to the reward of His Excellency, "'the Governor, if you are successful.' "'Ah! It is what I have wished.' "'Sergeant Gonzales cried. "'Now we shall run this coyote to earth in short order. "'I shall show you the color of his blood.' Twould be no more than right, "'since he has seen the color of the captain's,' Don Diego put in. "'What is this, Don Diego, my friend? "'Captain, you have crossed blades with the rogue?' "'I have,' the captain assented. "'You but followed a tricky horse, my sergeant. "'The fellow was here, in a closet, "'and came out after I had entered.' So it must have been some other man you met with his companions up in the hills. This Senor Zorro t- treated me much as he treated you in the tavern. He had a pistol handy in case I should prove too expert with the blade. Captain and sergeant looked at each other squarely, each wondering how much the other had been lying, while Don Diego chuckled faintly and tried to press the Senorita Lolita's hand, but failed. This thing can be settled only in blood, Gonzales declared. I shall pursue the rascal until he's run to the earth. I have permission to select my men. You may take any at the Presidio, the captain said. A Sergeant Gonzales, I should like to go with you, Don Diego said suddenly. By the saints, it would kill you, Caballero. Day and night in the saddle, uphill and downhill, through dust and heat, and with a chance at fighting. Well, Perhaps it were best for me to remain in the Pueblo, Don Diego admitted. But he has annoyed this family, of which I am a true friend. At least you will keep me informed. You will tell me how he escapes if he dodges you. I at least may know that you are on his trail, and whether you are riding, so I may be with you in spirit. Certainly, caballero, certainly, Sergeant Gonzales replied. I shall give you the chance of looking upon the rogue's dead face. I swear it. "'Tis a terrible oath, my sergeant. Suppose it should come to pass—' "'I mean if I slay the rascal, caballero. "'My captain, do you return this night to the presidio?' "'Yes,' Ramon replied. "'Despite my wound, I can ride a horse.' He glanced toward Don Diego as he spoke, and there was almost a sneer upon his lips. "'What magnificent grit!' Don Diego said. "'I, too, shall return to Reina de Los Angeles. "'If Don Carlos will be as good "'as to have his carriage around, "'I can tie my horse to the rear of it. "'To ride horseback the distance again this day "'would be the death of me.' "'Gonzalez laughed "'and led the way from the house. "'Captain Ramon paid his respects to the ladies, "'glowered at Don Diego, "'and followed. "'The caballero faced Senorita Lolita again "'as her parents escorted the captain to the door. "'You will think of the matter?' "'He asked. My father will be at me again within a few days, and I shall escape censure if I am able to tell him that it is all settled. If you decide to wed me, have your father send me word by a servant, Then I shall put my house in order against the wedding day. I shall consider it, the girl said. We could be married at the mission of San Gabriel, only we should have to make the confounded journey there. Fray Felipe of the mission has been my friend from the days of my boyhood and I would have him say the words unless you prefer otherwise. He would come to Reina de Los Angeles and read the ceremony in the little church on the plaza there. I shall think of it, the girl said again. Perhaps I may come out again to see you within a few days, if I survive this night. Buenas noches, señorita. I suppose I should kiss your hand? You need not take the trouble, señorita Lolita replied. It might fatigue you. Ah, thank you. You are thoughtful, I see. I am fortunate if I get me a thoughtful wife. Don Diego sauntered to the door. Senorita Lolita rushed into her own room and beat at her breast with her hands and tore at her hair a bit, too angry, too enraged to weep. Kiss her hand, indeed. Senor Zorro had not suggested it; he had done it. Senor Zorro had dared death to visit her. Senor Zorro had laughed as he fought, and then had escaped by a trick. Ah, if Don Diego Vega were half the man this highwayman appeared! She heard the soldiers gallop away, and after a little time she heard Don Diego Vega depart in her father's carriage, and then she went out into the great room again to her parents. My father, it is impossible that I wed Don Diego Vega, she said. What has caused your decision, my daughter? I scarcely can tell, except that he is not the sort of man I wish for my husband. He is lifeless. Existence with him would be a continual torment. "'Captain Ramon has also asked permission to pay you his addresses,' Doña Catalina said. "'And he is almost as bad. I do not like the look in his eyes,' the girl replied. "'You are too particular,' Don Carlos told her. "'If the persecution continues another year, we shall be beggars. Here is the best catch in the country seeking you, and you would refuse him. And you do not like a high army officer because you do not fancy the look in his eyes. Think on it, girl.' An alliance with Don Diego Vega is much to be desired. Perhaps, when you know him better, you will like him more. And the man may awaken. I thought I saw a flash of it this night. Deemed him jealous because of the presence of the captain here. If you can arouse his jealousy. Señorita Lolita burst into tears, but soon the tempest of weeping passed, and she dried her eyes. I I shall do my best to like him, she said. "'but I cannot bring myself to say, "'Yes, I will be your wife.' "'She hurried into her room again "'and called for the native woman who attended her. "'Soon the house was in darkness and the grounds about it, "'save for the fires down by the adobe huts "'where the natives told one another grim tales of the night's events, "'each trying to make his falsehood the greatest. "'A gentle snore came from the apartment of Don Carlos Pulido and his wife. "'But the senorita Lolita did not slumber.' She had her head propped on one hand, and she was looking through a window at the fires in the distance, and her mind was full of thoughts of Signor Zorro. She remembered the grace of his bow, the music of his deep voice, the touch of his lips upon her palm. "'I would he were not a rogue!' she sighed. "'How a woman could love such a man!' We'll return with Chapter 12, right after this sponsor message. And now, Chapter 12, A Visit Shortly after daybreak the following morning, there was considerable tumult in the plaza at Reina de los Angeles. Sergeant Pedro González was there with a score of troopers, almost all that were stationed at the local presidio, and they were preparing for the chase of Señor Zorro. The big sergeant's voice roared out above the din as men adjusted saddles and looked to bridles and inspected their water bottles and small supplies of provisions. For Sergeant González had ordered that his force travel light and live out the country as much as possible. He had taken the commands of his captain seriously. He was going after Signor Zorro, and did not propose to return until he had him, or had died trying to catch him. "'I shall nail the fellow's pelt to the Presidio door, my friend,' he told the fat landlord. "'Then I shall collect the governor's reward, and pay the score I owe you.' "'I pray the saints it may be true,' the landlord said. "'What, fool, did I pay you? "'Do you fear to lose a few small coins?' "'I meant that I pray you may be successful in capturing the man,' the landlord said, telling the falsehood glibly. Captain Ramon was not up to see the start, having a small fever because of his wound, but the people of the Pueblo crowded around Sergeant Gonzales and his men, asking a multitude of questions, and the sergeant found himself the center of interest. "'The curse of Capistrano soon shall cease to exist,' he boasted loudly. "'Pedro Gonzalez is on his trail. Ha!' "'When I stand face to face with him!' The front door of Don Diego Vega's house opened at that juncture, and Don Diego himself appeared, at which the townsman wondered a bit, since it was so early in the morning. Sergeant Gonzales dropped a bundle he was handling, put his hands upon his hips, and looked at his friend with sudden interest. "'You've not been to bed,' he charged. "'Oh, but I have,' Don Diego declared. "'And are up again so soon? "'Here is some devilish mystery that needs an explanation.' "'You made noise enough to waken the dead,' Don Diego said. "'It could not be helped, caballero, since we are acting under orders. "'Were it not possible to make your preparations at the Presidio "'instead of here in the plaza? "'Or did you think not enough persons would see your importance there?' "'Now, by the—do not say it,' Don Diego commanded. "'As a matter of fact, I am up early "'because I must make a confounded trip to my hacienda.' "'a journey of some ten miles, to inspect the flocks and herds. "'Never become a wealthy man, Sergeant Gonzales, "'for wealth asks too much of a man.' "'Something tells me that I never shall suffer on that account,' "'said the sergeant, laughing. "'You go with escort, my friend?' "'A couple of natives, that's all I need. "'If you should meet up with this Señor Zorro, "'he probably would hold you for a pretty ransom.' "'Is he supposed to be between this place and my hacienda?' "'Don Diego asked. "'A native arrived a short time ago "'with word that Zorro had been seen on the road "'running to Pala and San Luis Rey. "'We ride in that direction, "'and since your hacienda is the other way, "'no doubt you will not meet the rascal now. "'I feel somewhat relieved to hear you say that. "'So you ride toward Pala, my sergeant?' "'We do. "'We try to pick up his trail as soon as possible, "'and once we have it, we shall run this fox down. "'Meanwhile, we shall also attempt to find his den.' "'We started once.' "'I shall await news eagerly,' Don Diego said. "'Good fortune go with you.' Gonzales and his men mounted, and the sergeant shouted in an order, "'and they galloped across the plaza, raising great clouds of dust, "'and took the highway toward Pala and San Luis Rey. "'Don Diego looked after them until nothing could be seen "'but a tiny dust-cloud in the distance, then called for his own horse. "'He, too, mounted and rode away toward San Gabriel.' and two native servants rode mules and followed a short distance behind. But before he departed, Don Diego wrote a message and sent it by native courier to the Pulido Hacienda. It was addressed to Don Carlos, and read, "'The soldiers are starting this morning to pursue this Señor Zorro, and it has been reported that the highwayman has a band of rogues under his command, and may offer battle. There is no telling, my friend, what may happen. I dislike having one in whom I am interested subjected to danger, meaning your daughter particularly.' but also the Doña Catalina, and yourself. Moreover, this bandit saw your daughter last evening, and certainly must have appreciated her beauty, and he may seek to see her again. I beg of you to come at once to my house in Reina de Los Angeles, and make it as your home until matters are settled. I am leaving this morning for my hacienda, but have left orders with my servants that you are to give what commands you will. I shall hope to see you when I return, which shall be in two or three days. Signed, Diego. Don Carlos read that epistle aloud to his wife and daughter, and then looked up to see how they took it. He scoffed at the danger himself, being an old warhorse, but did not wish to put his womenfolk in jeopardy. "'What think you?' he asked. "'It has been some time since we have visited the Pueblo,' Doña Catalina said. "'I have some friends left among the ladies there. I think it will be an excellent thing to do. "'It certainly will not injure our fortunes "'to have it become known we're house guests of Don Diego Vega.' "'Don Carlos said. "'What does our daughter think?' "'It was a concession to ask her, "'and Lolita realized that she was granted "'this unusual favor because of Don Diego's wooing. "'She hesitated some time before answering. "'I believe it will be all right,' she said. "'I should like to visit the Pueblo, "'for we scarcely see anybody here at the Hacienda. "'But people may talk concerning Don Diego and myself.' "'Nonsense!' Don Carlos exploded. "'Could there be anything more natural "'than that we should visit the Vegas, "'since our blood is almost as good as theirs "'and better than that of the others?' "'But it is Don Diego's house "'and not that of his father. "'Still, he will not be there "'for two or three days,' he says, "'and we can return when he comes. "'Then it's settled,' Don Carlos declared. "'I shall see my superintendent "'and give him instructions.' "'He hurried into the patio "'and rang the big bell for the superintendent.' being well pleased. For when the senorita Lolita saw the rich furnishings in the house of Don Diego Vega, she might the more readily accept Don Diego as a husband, he thought. When she saw the silks and satins, the elegant tapestries, the furniture inlaid with gold and studded with precious stones, when she realized that she could be mistress of this and much more besides, Don Carlos flattered himself that he knew the feminine heart. Soon after the siesta hour, a coreta was brought before the door, "'drawn by mules and driven by a native. "'Doña Catalina and Lolita got into it, "'and Don Carlos bestrode his best horse "'and rode at its side. "'And so they went down the trail to the highway, "'and down the highway toward Reina de Los Angeles. "'They passed folk who marveled to see the Pulido family "'thus going abroad, "'for it was well known that they had met with ill fortune "'and scarcely went anywhere now. "'It was even whispered that the ladies "'did not keep up with the fashions, "'and that the servants were poorly fed.' "'but remained at the hacienda "'because their master was so kind. "'But Doña Catalina and her daughter "'held their heads proudly, "'as did Don Carlos, "'and they greeted the people they knew, "'and so continued along the highway. "'Presently they made a turning "'and could see the pueblo in the distance, "'the plaza and the church "'with its high cross on one side of it, "'and the inn and the storehouses, "'and a few residences of the more pretentious sort, "'like Don Diego's, "'and the scattered huts of natives and poor folk.' The carreta stopped before Don Diego's door, and servants rushed out to make the guests welcome, spreading a carpet from the carreta to the doorway, that the ladies would not have to step in the dust. Don Carlos led the way into the house, after ordering that the horse and mules be cared for, and the carreta put away, and there they rested for a time, and the servants brought out wine and food. They went through the rich house then, and even the eyes of Doña Catalina, who had seen many rich houses, widened at what she saw here, in Don Diego's home. "'To think that our daughter can be mistress of all this "'when she speaks the word!' she gasped. "'Señorita Lolita said nothing, "'but she began thinking that perhaps it would not be so bad, "'after all, to become the wife of Don Diego. "'She was fighting a mental battle with Senorita Lolita. "'On the one side was wealth and position, "'and the safety and good fortune of her parents, "'and a lifeless man for husband. "'And on the other side was the romance and ideal love she craved.' until the last hope was gone, she could not give the latter up. Don Carlos left the house and crossed the plaza to the inn, where he met several gentlemen of age and renewed acquaintance with them, albeit he noticed that none was enthusiastic in his greeting. They feared, he supposed, to appear openly friendly to him, since he was in the bad graces of the governor. "'You are in the Pueblo on business?' one asked. "'Not so, senor,' Don Carlos replied, and gladly, since here was a chance to set himself right in part. This Senor Zorro is abroad, and the soldiers after him. We are aware of that. There may be a battle, or a series of raids, since it is whispered that now Senor Zorro has a band of cutthroats with him, and my hacienda is off by itself, and would be at the mercy of the thief. Ah, and so you bring your family to the Pueblo until the matter is at an end. "'I had not thought of doing so, "'but this morning Don Diego Vega sent out to me a request "'that I bring my family here "'and make use of his house for the time being. "'Don Diego has gone to his hacienda, "'but will return within a short time.' "'The eyes of those who heard opened a bit at that, "'but Don Carlos pretended not to notice "'and went on sipping his wine. "'Don Diego was out to visit me yesterday morning,' "'he continued. "'We renewed old times, "'and my hacienda had a visit from this "'señor Zorro last night.' "'as doubtless you have heard.' "'And Don Diego, learning of it, "'galloped out again, "'fearing we had met with disaster.' "'Twice in one day,' "'gasped one of those who heard. "'I have said it, senor. "'You, that is, "'your daughter, is very beautiful, "'is she not? "'Don Carlos Pulido. "'And seventeen, is she not? "'About?' Eighteen, senor. "'She's called beautiful, I believe,' "'Don Carlos admitted.' Those around him glanced at one another. They had the solution now. Don Diego Vega was seeking to wed Senorita Lolita Polito. That meant that Polito's fortunes would soon be at the flood again, and that he might feel called upon to remember his friends and look askance at those who had not stood by him. So now they crowded forward, alert to do him honor, and asked concerning crops and the increase of his herds and flocks, and whether the bees were doing as well as usual, and did he think the olives were excellent this year? "'Don Carlos appeared to take it all as a matter of course. "'He accepted the wine they bought and purchased himself. "'He accepted the wine they bought and purchased himself, "'and the fat landlord darted about doing their bidding "'and trying to compute the day's profits in his head, "'which was a hopeless task for him. "'When Don Carlos left the inn at dusk, "'several of them followed him to the door. "'The two of the more influential walked with him "'across the plaza to the door of Don Diego's house.' One of these begged that Don Carlos and his wife visit his house that evening for music and talk, and Don Carlos graciously accepted the invitation. Doña Catalina had been watching from a window, and her face was beaming when she met her husband at the door. "'Everything goes well,' he said. "'They have met me with open arms, and I have accepted an invitation to visit tonight.' "'But Lolita?' Doña Catalina protested. "'She must remain here, of course. "'Will it not be all right?' There are half a hundred servants about, and I have accepted the invitation, my dear. Such a chance to win favor again could not be disregarded, of course, and so Lolita was made acquainted with the arrangement. She was to remain in the great living room, reading a volume of verse she had found there, and if she grew sleepy, she was to retire to a certain chamber. The servants would guard her, and the despensera would look after her wishes personally. Don Carlos and his wife went to make their evening visit, being lighted across the plaza by half a dozen natives who held torches in their hands, for the night was without a moon, and rain was threatening again. Senorita Lolita curled up on a couch, the volume of verse in her lap, and began to read. Each verse treated of love, romance, passion. She marveled that Don Diego would read such, being so lifeless himself, but the volume showed that it had been much handled. She sprang from the couch to look at other books on the bench not far away, AND HER AMAZEMENT INCREASED. VOLUME AFTER VOLUME OF POETS WHO SANG OF LOVE, VOLUMES THAT HAD TO DO WITH horsemanship, BOOKS THAT HAD BEEN WRITTEN AT THE DICTATION OF MASTERS OF FENCE, TALES OF GREAT GENERALS AND WARRIORS WERE THERE. SURELY THESE VOLUMES WERE NOT FOR A MAN OF DON DIEGO'S BLOOD, SHE TOLD HERSELF. AND THEN SHE THOUGHT THAT PERHAPS HE REVELLED IN THEM, THOUGH NOT IN THE MANNER OF LIFE THEY PREACHED. DON DIEGO was SOMETHING OF A PUZZLE, she told herself for the hundredth time, and she went back and began reading the poetry again. It was then that Captain Ramon hammered at the front door. We'll return with chapters 13 through 15 next week Sunday night at 8 p.m. Eastern Time. Until then, everyone, please do send us a review for 1001 Stories for the Road, if you have a chance, especially you Apple listeners. Everyone stay safe, and we'll be back soon.